Hello and welcome to Easy Operations. This is episode 50, our one year anniversary. Uh, we have not been doing this every single week. I guess that would be episode 52, but this is basically a year from when we first started doing this. Uh, my name is Ron, and since the very beginning, I have been joined by James. Hey, hey, hey. And Mondo. Hey, guys. Yeah, guys, uh, one whole year. How you feeling about it? It feels good, man. I'm kind of uh, kind of proud of us for managing to make it uh, this far. We've had a lot of ups and downs, but we pushed through it and uh, continue to have our weekly discussion, which I'm always uh, down for. What about you guys? Well, guys, I love having the discussion with you, but I sometimes waver in like thinking of who's listening to the show. Like if we don't get enough feedback and I'm just like, is there an audience? You know, do people care about what we have to say? And you know, so that's that sometimes I fluctuate with like trying to come to terms with who's listening or if people even care. I know Rooney listens to the show and that's about it as far as who I know listens to the show personally. I know James, you know a few people as well, but uh, you know, I, I enjoy talking to you guys and you know, we've, we've managed to stick it out this far. Let's get into what we've been doing and I think what a good way to sort of tie it back to what we started talking about in the beginning, which is uh, we used to kind of cover wrestling a bit. And guys, this is pretty much what I've been watching this entire week, the week leading up to that, and just wrestling. It was a big wrestling event. It was WrestleMania. It was NXT TakeOver. Uh, wow. I, I don't even know where to start on this. Uh, I guess let's start with uh, NXT, easily the best show of the weekend. Um, loved every single match. And um, yeah, I just... It continues to put on shows that uh, exceed, the st- in terms of storytelling, uh, the WWE. What do you think? I agree. This is, from top to bottom, probably one of the best pay-per-views or takeovers that they've actually put out. Uh, generally, the quality has always been consistent. But this one, uh, just from the get-go with that six-man uh, ladder match, uh, pretty much almost stealing the show, even all the way up to the end, where... A uh, singles match uh, pretty much took it away, which that's just to show you how good that quality of a show is and storytelling that uh, the development league is able to provide. I can't say so much about the main roster one, though. Yeah, the big difference is the storytelling, like you said, James. Um, NXT has this way where I, I like to compare it to New Japan Pro Wrestling, where you have these superstars because ev- you look up and down that roster, everybody has a story to tell, but what they do so eloquently and in perfect fashion is they don't fight three times in one month. They don't put these two superstars that are rivals or, you know, feuds, which you can't really say, you know, fighting every week, as opposed to the main roster, you have a main event card or a pay-per-view match, but yet you see them every other week, whether it be Raw or SmackDown, they're fighting against each other, and that takes away from the mystique or the buildup to that pay-per-view. NXT does this so well and so right that the main roster really needs to take a page out of these NXT superstars or whoever's out in the back doing production, the writers. Uh, you know, I-, I wish they were in the main roster. There's so much that can be fixed with the main roster. But yeah, but ultimately just... they're they're being controlled by Vince McMahon, you know, like he runs the show and he likes to do it that way, you know, and so until he's gone, I don't see things changing very much. Yeah, unfortunately I agree. that's the case, yeah. 
And with the uh, WrestleMania, like pretty like that first half actually started out really well. Um, it had a great uh, women's title match, and then uh, capping it off with uh, Ronda Rousey's debut. But everything kind of in between or after it seems like just to set up a story. Uh, the joke going around is, is this is this uh, WrestleMania is the go home show for the greatest Royal Rumble. So uh, it's kind of what it feels oh, like. wow. <laughs> <laughs> the next interview. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania, uh, while entertaining, uh, could have had a lot of potential to be probably one of the greatest WrestleManias ever, but hampered by a lot of uh, questionable booking. Yeah, you know, I was hearing on one of my podcasts and everybody was freaking out that they swerved everyone who expected Roman Reigns to win uh, by having just Brock go over. But to me, it it wasn't earned in the sense that like this was a boring match because everyone was just did the finishers just had no like gravity no effect right it was just like we're just suplex try a finisher suplex try a finisher and everybody's kick out of them and it's like okay if if roman reigns could withstand like you know five f5s or whatever he took then what about when someone else uh you know has a match with them he's pretty much superman yeah but it's it's, wrestlemania you gotta kick out yeah but to that extent man i mean Wow. And it, it just, it didn't tell much of a story. It was just like, let's just, you know, spam our supers. You know, it, it made it seem like if you said you're in WWE the game, you're super too unlimited and you could just do unlimited finishers. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Till one of them tires out, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I thought the Nakamura match, it was uh, kind of a slow pace. I like the, where they're going with it. I guess if this is going to be a rivalry, you never have the first one be the best match. So we'll but see if was. there's... In New uh, Japan, technically. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but for this one, it wasn't. And, uh, you know, maybe they step it up on the, the future meetings that they have. So that was my kind of issue with that. And then uh, just... I actually thought the uh, Ronda Rousey thing over-delivered me and James were really, like, surprised. Like, this is much better than I thought it would be. Uh, What did you think, Mondo? Uh, No, I feel the same way. But there's always got to be a but, and I'm that type of person that's going to put the but in the butt. You're performing with a great wrestler who can really sell for you if you do it correctly, which is Triple H. If he didn't like you, he's not going to sell. He did everything he could to make Ronda Rousey good. And, you know, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. And so did Stephanie McMahon. They help her get over. Bottom line. And they did a great job. Yeah. And so we'll see when she has to kind of interact with other more traditional, you know, women wrestlers on the card. We'll see what happens with them. But to me, it was a good start. And I thought that match was one of the better ones of the card. I agree. Now, where would you rank these guys uh, in terms of WrestleMania? I see. I it's hard for me to rank because I feel like I haven't seen enough WrestleManias to like tell you. Okay, this is my favorite one ever. So I don't know. I'll leave it up to you guys. What What do you think this ranks? Like at least. <sighs> oh, man, I want to. Oh, okay. I want to say eight. 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 Yeah. Uh, so top ten for you, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. For me, I can only go by eras. Um, in this Roman Reign eras of WrestleMania, I guess I could say this is probably number two. I still think the their first meeting uh, in San Francisco was a ton better. Yes. Um, and that overall pay-per-view was uh, generally entertaining as well. 
Um, this one had the potential to be possibly the best one, um, but I don't think it's nearly up there in my ranks. But I, I you know, we all have our different opinions. I personally think WrestleMania 17 was the best WrestleMania of all time. So I've heard that as well. So I got to go look that up in the. Uh... That's the Rock yeah. Austin, uh, Rock Austin. The, oh. the Triple Threat. Uh, I'm not sorry. The la- TLC. Uh, is it TLC? The uh, first it was TLC? Like a ladder. I don't know if it was first, but it's the ladder match between the three tag teams uh, or four. Uh, is that where the infamous like spear off the top? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, that's where okay. that's from. <laughs> that, had a, that had a really good Triple H uh, Undertaker match as well. Um, that was actually an extremely great one from top to bottom, but it was capped out by that Stone Cold uh, and The Rock uh, feud at the time. Is that where uh, Stone Cold walked out with a shirt and without a vest? No, this is where he turned heel at the oh, end. Okay. There were both there were both faces in this that one. X eight, right? Mm, Seventeen. X seven. X seven. Okay. Yeah, eighteen was uh, uh, was The Rock and Hollywood Hulk Hogan, which was also great. So I, might, I, I might have seen that WrestleMania then. That was like uh, early 2000s, right? Yeah. yeah kind of. Yeah, that, around that time. Because yeah. like immediately after 17, like NWO came. And then that was a whole thing for the next feud uh, leading up to WrestleMania 18. So Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was fun too. That, that, that Hulk Hogan rock match had a similar vein to uh, Rousey where it was like, oh, you don't know how Hogan's going to do after not wrestling for so long and being in WWE. And then The Rock was the face, but in this particular match, everyone was rooting for Hogan, and The Rock played the heel in the match. Even though he wasn't storyline heel, uh, everyone gave him Hogan a bunch of but, pops. But remember, James, this is WrestleMania. People are going to usually cheer who they boo. Oh, yeah. I just hate how they have oh, to yeah. over-explain that thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's for the casual audience, uh, you know. They don't know what they're doing, you know. It's just – and again, this is an issue with the main roster that sense that we have to control the audience because we know what they need or we know what they want. That's why they keep failing in the main roster. I agree. Yep. All right. Well – Thank you, everyone who's listening still and indulging us in our wrestling talk. Uh, Let's get to our movie talk. James, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. This is something that caught me off guard. Apparently, this is an animated film uh, of the Suicide Squad. Um, Is this better than the movie? (laughs) Which is a Uh, low bar, by the way. (laughs) I would say I enjoyed the movie a little bit more. The movie was much the live action one, that is. the animation one is okay. I preferred the prior Suicide Squad animated movie, the one that came before, um, but that seemed to be like in a different timeline. This one seems to strictly continue off the Flashpoint uh, cartoon because uh, uh, there's a character in it, uh, the main villain, um, directly reference uh, events of Flashpoint. So, um, But overall, it was okay. It seems like this movie was overly violent just to be violent there's a ton of gore uh in this particular one but the animation was okay the story was uh didn't really make sense they just threw a bunch of villains in there and uh, i'd say it would be a skip i definitely recommend the gas lamp batman out of the recent ones uh if you're into the dc animated universe yeah uh this is rated r is that the first of these movies to be rated r no, a lot of them are rated R, like including that Flashpoint Paradox uh, anime. Okay. It, they're pretty violent uh, compared to the live action version, which is pretty cool. Um, but just this particular one, it seemed like it was gratuitous. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I definitely want to check out uh, the Batman stuff. Uh, these these DC movies are really that's probably the only thing they do well is they animated. Yeah, uh, they, you know, but they could be hit or miss. But what's nice is that they tend to come out with it pretty often yeah. to where you're at least bound to uh, come up with something good quicker than not. Cool. All right. Well, that's a pass for that one. But uh, you said you like the previous one better, right? Gas lamp Batman. Highly recommend that. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then Mondo and I didn't get a chance to go to the movies, uh, but James, you watched the Andre the Giant documentary. This just came out about a day ago, so you got in day one on this one. I uh, was day one. What um, do you think? Uh, it's it's good. I would say that it's if if it's this is the subject that you are interested, just a little. Uh, even the slightest, it would uh, kind of capture your attention. I think it's a little overly long, and they focus on certain aspects that I wish uh, wasn't as long, and do other parts where they seem to do a little bit of it. And this is all documentaries; it can all it's all subjective. But I thought it was very interesting and um, well done take on his life, his career, um, his success, and uh, eventually leading up to his death. Um, the one that the one segment that most interested me um, was his life uh, uh, leading up to WrestleMania three and uh, pretty much the decline of his career. But it takes a while to get there. So um, everything else you kind of have to kind of uh, endure for a little bit. So I thought it was OK. Uh, but if you're interested in the man himself, uh, definitely worth checking out. Well, I'm definitely interested. I mean, I didn't realize, and I think many of us probably don't, is that when you when we all remember, you know, WrestleMania three, this was towards the end of his career, and he was in really bad shape. So it's to yeah. me, I find it interesting to hear the story of what happens before all that. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool and all that. It kind of also segued into a uh, kind of rise of Hogan um, currently uh, as of his decline. So he's part, he's featured pretty prominently in that too. Okay. Um, well, I definitely want to check this out. How about you, Mondo? Any interest? Uh, I was able to catch about 30 minutes of it before uh, one of our clanmates, Storan, kind of lied to me. Um, it was pretty interesting. Uh, the fact that, you know, there's a lighthearted side to him, but he, there's also this um, pretty sad human being, you know, uh, larger than life. But, you know, there's this consequence where people have feelings, you know. You just, uh, he goes around airports people making fun of him because at the time you know i mean right now some people don't know what wrestling is still and you can see this you know seven foot tall guy you know he's just massive and the things he had to go through people just staring pointing you know it you know uh, another signs of bullying but you know it's 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 very humbling and very funny uh the first like hour that I was able to catch the Andre the Giant documentary. Uh, I will finish it tonight, though. Cool. All right. And uh, that's about it for TV shows. Now, as far as games, James, why don't you start us off? Uh, we've been playing this new EA game. I know it's part of their little indie push um, with their developers. It's a new game called A Way Out. It's made by the developers of Tale of Two Brothers, uh, this game also features prominent uh, co-op experience. Uh, the gimmick with this thing is that it's uh, split screen regardless if you're uh, at home or online. So ba basically, if I'm playing with Mondo or Ron, they see what I see and I can see what they see. 
And um, the story pretty much seems like it, it feels like it's in the 70s where it initially starts off with uh, trying to break out of prison and then it's leading up to uh, catching up with uh, people have that have wronged us uh, in the past. Uh, we're not done with it yet, but I honestly think it. Uh, I highly enjoy this. It's very cinematic. It's definitely not the best budget, uh, as you can tell. The graphics aren't the greatest. Yeah. Uh, the voice acting isn't all the greatest as well. But it seems like they put in a lot of like at least heart into this game in trying to make you care for these characters because they give you a lot of time off just to do random things just to get to know the characters or uh uh you know all these side stories that go- goes along with it um but i quite enjoyed i'm actually waiting i'm curious to see how it ends uh and the story has captured me so far it definitely doesn't feel like a long experience um i think so far maybe we played four hours four or five hours at yeah, most this and this might be like, like a six hour game yeah, Probably. it looks like we're about to finish it uh, relatively soon, getting uh, till the end. But I quite enjoy it, and it's definitely uh, for the price. I think it's a budget price of thirty bucks. Uh, definitely worth a shot. Yeah, and I think the only way you can play it is with co-op. So that was something that the guy was really insisted upon that you have to do it in co-op. And it's cool that they really find ways to make you, as a team, work on certain goals together within the game. Uh, I think if I'm judging the story, I know we didn't finish it, but I, I tend to like the first half better than the second half, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is takes place in jail. Uh, so I, that's the part that I like, but uh, we'll see how it ends. But uh, this is a good game, and uh, if you have someone to play it in co-op with, I highly recommend it. And uh, well, how they do their split screen is pretty unique. It's not just literally a line down the middle it changes up quite a bit sometimes uh the second player's screen will get uh bigger or it'll be wide or sometimes there'll be three screens going on at the same time um or sometimes just one uh which we just did today which was pretty cool i thought uh that one uh, hospital section run where it, like it went from the camera going through one view and then swooping through the building to another view i thought that was pretty cool um that was probably the first time we saw that during the game, uh, but I'm pretty sure they just kept it uh, pretty minimum in terms of all that uh, cinematic style. Yeah, it's a, it's good camera work, and it focuses on who's doing the major important action. And uh, you know, even if you're controlling a character that's not doing as much, the, that screen will get smaller. So I, I like the way they handle it as well. I agree. Definitely check it out. Cool. And uh, as for me, uh, earlier this week, we finally finished our raid in Destiny. We got lucky enough to group up with some randoms from Xbox, uh, the LFG service, and uh, we finally finished it. I think, how many months is it since this game's been out? Easily over six, seven months, but we finally finished the raid, and I look forward to doing it again. Mondo, did you like the way this raid ended for us? Uh, this would be my second time, sir, um, that I finished the raid. Uh, oh, I could have sworn that you got to that point, but you didn't finish. No, you saw my Chivo. Oh, yes, yes, yes. My bad. No, no worries. Um, nah, the way it ended is pretty cool. Basically, you're doing this and you're kind of just uh, repeating the raid over and over so you can get better with other guardians, you know, other people online. Because it's going to be basically teamwork that's going to, you know, progress the story and we'll see what happens from there on in. But... A lot easier, I can tell you that much, uh, <laughs> with the higher light level. I mean, just a few months back, just being at level 300 and doing that, 
it was very, very difficult. Uh, people were at, at each other's throats, at least at this time. People got the hang of it. And again, with the light level, we just cruised on by and we lucked out with the uh, randos. Yep. And um, <clears throat> as for me, I mentioned last week that I had uh, picked up on the sale, Xbox Spring Sale, Witcher 3. This was the complete edition, which included like all of the DLC. I got it for 20 bucks. Um, this was a game that, James, you told me it came out like in 2015. 2015, quite a 2015, while ago. And it looks like a game that is currently available now. Uh, now, it helps that this is like the patched version that's been enhanced for the One X. So uh, it's got like 4K, and I ran it in the setting that prioritizes uh, 4K over being at 60 frames per second because that's how I like to roll, uh, and I'm just fine with it. And uh, so far, so good for me. This is a very complicated game in terms of like you got to like have craft items you got to put potions onto your weapons you got two weapons or two swords depending on who you need to fight it's a lot of complicated things but it gives you a long tutorial and i'm getting the hang of it and i'm sticking with it in a way that i think i i might have tapped out by this point at witcher 2 so far we'll see i'm going to be fighting like the first boss pretty soon um, but so far so good. I'm sticking with it. I put it on easy. This is easy operations. This, I'm earning the name of the uh, podcast here. And, uh, I, I actually think I died a couple times only because I didn't know how to use my potion, but, uh, it's, it's a good difficulty for me that I feel comfortable with and, uh, we'll see how that goes and, and I'm going to stick with it. I can report on more on it next week. Sure. Can't wait to hear more. Yeah. Anything else for you, Mondo? Uh, no, just uh, going back on the grind, unfortunately, for Destiny. <laughs> yeah, trying to see if uh, we can get some of these Nightfall rewards that give you uh, exclusive loot. Um, that's definitely something for the grind. Definitely worth it sometimes. Yep. All right. Uh, well, let's get into some news of the week, guys. Uh, James, start us off here. <clears throat> uh, first one I want to mention quickly is that... Uh, Actually, two things. Uh, It seems like this same week there is a big spring event that's going on uh, between two big franchises. First one being uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, I believe for the next two weeks, there's a Splinter Cell uh, crossover event going on. So basically, it's a whole story event where you are with Sam Fisher doing a mission in Bolivia. And it it totally emulates the style of... Uh, the old Splinter Cell game, and it includes a lot of uh, additional things, such as you know cutscenes and voice acting by the original Sam Fisher, Michael Ironside. Um, although I didn't mind the, the last two guys that re- did it, um, it's nice that they brought him back for the old school players like us. And um, I'm looking forward to playing that. Maybe if you guys are down, we should we can give it a shot to see how it is. Can't say how it is yet. It just came out. I think started today. And the second event. Um, is in Overwatch. It's called the Archives, I believe, uh, something to that nature, or Retribution, where it's a player. I'm sorry, it's a, a story co-op mission, a PVE event uh, where it goes back in time, where you are part of the original Overwatch team and Tracer doing her first mission. So, pretty cool. That one also has a whole new level and cutscenes, and the whole mission structure is more like a traditional uh, shooting game rather than a multiplayer map that's retrofitted to have uh, like just like bots and stuff like that. So looking forward to that as well. 
Well, I'm definitely down to check out the uh, Splinter Cell into uh, Wildlands. Uh, that's something that I've been meaning to go back to, so that would give me a good reason to. Uh, a lot of people have been mentioning Wildlands recently in terms of giving it extra kudos in that uh, it's one of the games that when you have co-op with someone, it saves the progression for both people. And some people are complaining about Far Cry 5, the new one, that uh, if you join somebody's co-op, you don't get that progress safe for you. So this is something that uh, Wildlands does well. I agree. And then and they've always been updating the game uh, since launch. Uh, and then it's probably a lot better than when we first started. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let me get into my news, guys. Uh, there was a big announcement for backwards compatibility on Xbox. Uh, they've announced two things. First off is some Xbox 360 games that are going to get the Xbox One X Enhance uh, and that's the one that uh, basically gives it, is it performance plus 4K or one of the other, James? Uh, both usually. It's performance both, plus, huh? um, yeah. plus the native rendering of the assets into 4K. Yeah, so let's see here. I'm going to read off where are the 360 games here. Okay, Red Dead Redemption. I'm curious. I don't know if I'll play through the whole game, but I want to try this out. Just pop it in. Um, yeah, and you know what? I never passed the like zombie DLC that they had for it, so maybe I can... Okay finish that up uh portal 2 i ended up buying that on ps3 at the time so i don't have that one uh force unleashed star wars force unleashed i got that on digital that could be fun uh sonic generations is this the one where you switch between 2d and 3d am i right on this one i don't remember but i hear i recall this was being some of the better ones quote unquote so did you play this sonic game uh which one was that sonic generations I don't believe I did. Okay, I don't. I don't think any of us did. All right, and then Gears of War. What number is that? Three. Uh, two. Two. Okay, and then uh, Darksiders. I'm trying to see the. It's like hidden behind here. It's the first one. The first one. Okay, that's yeah. the better one. That's the yeah. better one. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, in terms of classic Xbox games, they're adding a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if you want me to read off the whole list, but I'll tell you what I'm interested in for me, <clears throat> excuse me, is Jade Empire. This was a Bioware RPG that uh, took place in like uh, ancient China. And uh, I never passed this one. And to me, it's a good opportunity to restart it and uh, see what I can go. do. And yeah. it also, all these games will have that enhancement as well. So it's going to render as native 4K with those original assets as they can. So it's going to at least look clean uh for those old school games um any of those other ones interest you i have panzer dragoon or to already passed it that's something that i think will age nicely it had a good art style um let's see here ssx i don't have that but that'd be cool and then i have star wars republic commando i don't know that i would play through it again but it's a great game for people that are looking to purchase it because now when they make these backwards compatible you can purchase them from the store Mm-hmm. And that's um, probably one of the most underrated, unspoken uh, Star Wars games. I, th- I thought that was probably one of the best uh, at the time for being a first-person shooter. And then it had yeah. squad mechanics. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, Mondo, uh, you interested in any of these? Not really. Okay. The ones that are pretty notable are the Battlefront games, uh, the original Battlefronts, not the EA DICE ones. Um, and those were the ones that were big or major fan favorites at the time. Uh, that's pretty cool for anyone that hasn't tried it. I would also recommend uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 
Um, while not as high caliber as the first one, I thought it was still excellent on its own. Had a great story. And uh, like you mentioned, Panzer Dragoon Order. If anyone hasn't played that, that's probably one of the best of that style game. I don't know what you even call that. On rails? On rails shooter? Um, yeah, it's kind of an on rail shooter, but you still have to dodge attacks. But yeah, yeah, you just kind of lock on to things. And but yeah, really good art style and had different dragons and they would evolve and all that stuff. So it was pretty cool. Right. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and Morrowind. If you guys want to go, if you want to go real old school, even before Oblivion times, play and play that. See how that. Yeah, that's uh, before style I started. was into Elder Scrolls, so I don't know about that one. Yeah, it's the original Skyrim, I guess, for most people. Yeah. Oh. And um, yeah, just uh, Jedi Starfighter. I could be interested in playing that actually. I don't even remember what that one is. is that that like was a spaceship, spaceship game. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. The spaceship that Obi Wan had in the Clone Wars. Oh, the yellow one? <laughs> the the one that he one? like docked into a round circle thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, that's cool. That one looks cool. Okay, the one that uh, that Django Fett was chasing him in? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that one looks cool. I, I was thinking of that yellow one. No, you know which one I'm talking about. That's the one, the Naboo fighter. Yeah, not the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that's your favorite, Ron. But... I know, it's crazy how I should know these things so much about episode one <laughs> of terrible movies. <laughs> I'll tell you. But yeah, exciting news for anyone that's uh, kind of a retro gamer. Okay, that's going to do it for us, guys. If you want to leave us any show feedback, you can leave that at easyoperationsqa at gmail.com. Good night. Have a good night.